Welcome to the Sisters in Therapy podcast, previously known as On the Couch podcast. New listeners, old listeners, thank you for rocking with us. I'm Mercedes, a licensed marriage and family therapist. I'm Takesha, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And I am Brittany, a licensed professional counselor. We all fall under the umbrella of licensed mental health professionals, here to share our unpopular opinions as well as our clinical expertise about all things life, ranging from mental health to trending topics on social media. This podcast is not meant to be a substitute with a mental health professional, but it is meant to serve as a platform where you can get dope content and be inspired to love on yourself. Now, let's get on the couch. On this session of Sisters in Therapy, we're going to have a conversation about internalized bullshit, but we're going to call it internalized BS. Um, So basically... We were having a conversation, me and Brittany was having a conversation, and she came, she said something, and it kind of like just, like a a light bulb just went off in my head, and it said, we have an internalized respect for whiteness or white people, and I was like, because of slavery. (laughs) And that came from Kenya Barris um, on Black as Fuck. Every single thing that he wrote down was like, because of slavery. Of course, you know, people are going to say we use it as an excuse. To a certain extent, sure, but there's a funny some, punchline on the it's show. It's a very funny punchline, but there are some factual mm-hmm. think pieces, you know, that kind of validates or supports that mm-hmm. we do have internalized respect for whiteness or white people. And I think that internalized respect for whiteness and white people have kind of drawn a, a wedge between black men and black women, or just mm. black people in general. Mm-hmm. And until we learn where all of this stuff is rooted, we're not going to bridge that gap. Because at one point, I thought the gap was getting smaller, but I feel like we're back at a point where it's like pointing growing further and further yeah. apart, mm-hmm. and we just keep pointing fingers at each other. But And everybody got an opinion about how black women should be or how black men should be, but we're not realizing where all this stuff is rooted from. Mm-hmm. It's almost as if we don't know who we are. We don't. Or we get it from other people, or... We get it from whiteness. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany, I'm curious, can you tell us again, like, how that thought even kind of came to you? Was it a specific situation that happened? I don't remember what we were talking about. I think we were talking about black people being more. We were talking uh, about the tolerance. Yeah, the tolerance that we, the the lack of, the the lack of patience that we have for each other in regards to, to, we were really talking about Kurt Franklin and his son. And I was saying that, you know, they were more upset you're teaching us to be this way towards our own towards our sons but we have more patience if a white person was in our face talking to us a certain type of way that's where it came from yeah Yeah. and the thought just it just really just came out like the light bulb for you it literally just like man we really have an internalized respect for whiteness but that go that dates back from a long time just based off of fear-based teaching like when we watched um mahalia jackson movie last night and she pretty much said like i got all this money but when a white when a white police officer pulls me over i gotta act like i'm uneducated gotta talk like yes ma'am stuff like that yes. so it's it's generational like it's a continuous thing and, and though we right don't have to act like that with white people like yes master stuff like that but there's still behaviors that's tied to right i don't want to do too much because the white man or the white woman mm-hmm. in, in Mahaya's you know defense she really didn't have no choice back then she right, was in exactly. the south but this right. is 2021 and we're still having these conversations or lack of conversations because we just want to we don't really want to go there we just kind of want to do what is 
deem this the default right i think behavior i think people don't realize that we're really not that far removed from it people don't That's realize that technology. people don't want to realize it no, exactly no. because we don't want to view ourselves as a victim and in some cases we're probably not but like the system itself places us in the victim's role exactly that does not mean that you blaming them or for your situation, but we can be aware that our ideology, the way we think, the way we're judging people is based off white supremacy. And right. the, the majority is the behavior that we learn and the things that we do, the dreams that we chase, mm-hmm. you know, the American dream, the things that we're trying to achieve. Where did they, where did they come, from? come from? Yeah. It made me think about being in some type of like video game or something though, like when you're programmed a certain way and you literally have no insight into what your motivation is, but you still try so hard to reach this end goal and you don't even realize that wasn't even your goal, but we don't sit and think about it Mm -hmm. enough to even see where it came from. Mm -hmm. Without exploring. Without exploring. And it makes me think about, you know, idealizing white bodies Mm -hmm. and you know, apparently there's research they're saying that black women are the most obese group in America. Apparently that, that, that is a fact. But what is it based off of? Right. Is my opinion. Like, what is this based off of? Is this based off the BMI? Is this based off, like, a white man's rule of thumb of what's considered obese and not obese? Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just, like, an, also another message towards why this is better than that why whiteness is better than that or the white body is better than the black body right there's always going to be a constant comparison based off of what whiteness is mm-hmm. now we'll always we be don't realize it though right we don't because we're not challenging it and we're not looking at it so right. even now all the goals are right weight loss thin bodies where did it come from mm-hmm. okay so way way back in the day again black women were over sexualized just yeah. thought that that's all that they wanted was sex and you know they were saying that they were sleeping with all the white men as if they actually wanted to. It was rape. Um, mm-hmm. And it was seen, black women were seen as dirty and undesirable mm-hmm. and not feminine. Whereas you had the white women with the thinner bodies that were seen as pure, mm-hmm. thin representation of womanhood. Mm-hmm. And now we still carry those same ideologies here today and we strive to be what this white woman as if Mm. that's the goal Mm. yeah and so that type of ideology and i don't think we realize that white people gave us that ideology so when we say that a black woman is obese or she's overweight we're not realizing like what is it in comparison to exactly yeah um, Sonia Renee Taylor spoke to it a little bit and she was just talking about this doctor I guess who has this video uh, Dr. Deb Bergerard and they were talking about this thing called the dangers of poodle signs I had never heard of this before but it's in regards to bodies um, and so in this video they talked about how this how our medical industry is a one size fits all orientation towards bodies Rather than acknowledging and basing research on the premises that diversity and weight and size are natural occurrences in humans, we treat larger bodies with poodle signs and then say that these bodies are not right. Mm -hmm. When our bodies aren't supposed to be the same. Yeah. No. 
and black women's bodies have always looked different and we have always minimized their significance. We've always But we love it on other women. Mm-hmm. Which is yep. now that's today. Me. But that's and, and this is deeply I think we don't realize how deeply this yes. goes back. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm always in the conversation with somebody and I know they're with you know, just us in general conversations. I'm the black woman in the room who's like, Y'all don't even realize how conditioned y'all are. Right. And I understand that they can be offensive, but it is the truth. Everything you're telling me is coming from a conditioned mindset mm-hmm. what when you gonna challenge it i'm not saying i know everything i'm not saying i'm perfect but i recognize that bro that is conditioned right but it's also like you can't just say things and not think that whatever you think is fact is not going to be challenged your opinion is just that i just always find it baffling that people can say certain things like what you presented as the example and for me as a black woman i'm not going to challenge right that. because truthfully you're talking about me i'm not the exemption because you know me Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, right. I don't know. I think people really just say stuff and they think that it's not going to be challenged. And the moment that you do, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not well, conditioned. This, I'm not. This. And they don't have any argument because, right. again, they got the message from somebody else and they didn't challenge it. So we supposed to all just kind of pick Agreed. up. Right. Share it, but there's this, there's this myth, you know, and there's this thing that people think, I'm going to say black men, that, well, who's qualified to tell black women anything? Mm. But why? But, no, but, but, but. Why do you feel like you need to say anything to us at all, though? Is is I don't, I'm not understanding where this ego is that we have to be told anything. As if like we're really hanging on to y'all's curtails cur- for for some guidance. I'm not understanding. Right. I don't know. I don't know, it's, but it's drawing a wedge between black men and black women because they think mm-hmm. it's a competition of who suffered the most. Mm-hmm. Why are we competing? Who got it the hardest? The, oh, that's what it is. Who got it the hardest? Why are we competing? But if we want to be factual, the double oppression comes from a woman, right? Being black and it, a woman, right? There is we a... get no we get no extra privileges because we have a penis. They do. Right. I'm not saying that because I want to be like, oh, see, I told you. That's just a fact, right? And I really want people to really do the work and look at the oppression of women just as much as you look at the oppression of a black race. Yeah, right. And I think that's the problem that we all kind of sometimes have this like singular lens and you can only see the world through maybe your own oppression. And that forces you to ignore all of the other intersectional oppressions that other people might face, especially black women. You don't see it because you see yours and you got tunnel vision and you can't even open yourself up enough, set ego aside enough to try to understand and have empathy for this other person's oppression right this um and so in in the book ain't our woman by the great bell hooks um to keep you highlighted something i'm gonna read and it said since whites defined achieving manhood as the ability of a man to be a sole economic provider in a family many black females tended to regard the black male as a failed man Mm. in retaliation black men openly asserted that they perceived white women as a more feminine than black women as more feminine than black women both black females and males were uncertain about their womanhood and manhood they were both striving to adapt themselves to standards set by the dominant white society mm. when black women failed for whatever reason to assume a passive subordinate role in relationship to black men the men became angry when black men failed to assume the role of a sole economic provider in the home black women were angry that is tension that is conflict yeah. amongst both amongst right. both we don't know where we getting the expectations from yeah 
I like that passage because I like that it hits on how both have suffered and how we going to continue to suffer as a community because so many times we pitted against one another, right? Of We could be doing that. They could be doing that. But no, we're both kind of falling victim to this situation and kind of falling in line with yeah. what these white people taught us way, way back in the day. Right. And we're using it to, again, tear ourselves apart and from one another and create distance within the community. It's eternalized bullshit. Mm -hmm. And if we don't do the work, we're going to forever be doing this. Even if we are meaning to do well, you know, for each other, we're doing more harm because we're not doing the work to realizing, you know, we got to see each other. We're not seeing each other. Like you right. said, it's a competition. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You seeing the standards, the guidelines, the checklist, but you're not seeing that person. You're not seeing them no, as a whole person. Not at all. We seeing trophies. Right. And we, or lack thereof. Right. I was going to say there's no effort to work as a team, it appears. Do y'all still feel like that is, because this is talking about the history of this stuff. Do y'all still feel like we are actively kind of maintaining these ideologies that if a man is not a sole provider, he is somehow failed at manhood? I think men internalize that. I do believe that black women, sure, we want nice things. But we don't necessarily, I feel like the majority of black women do not, are not out here being gold diggers. Mm -hmm. We're not after men's pockets. I feel like men use their money to get women or they use, they tie their money to their dicks, mm -hmm. their manhood. And when they don't have no money, they feel like they're less of a man. So they project that onto women through mm -hmm. rap music, through the stuff that they say. I don't, so when you portraying yourself as this big time baller and the women come to you, you put that out there for us to, for a woman to be attracted to that. Right. There are plenty of ways to get a woman other than you know, flossing your money around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I agree to that. And I think, I don't know. I've seen, I've seen both women and men say that, you know, men should be the provider. The constant debate that I see on Twitter now is, well, if you with your boyfriend and he, and he's making you split rent, then you're not with a real man. I'm not sure. It's not true. See, I I, like first that. of all, I think it's stupid. It is mm -hmm. stupid because we both should be contributing partners to our apartment or wherever we're staying because right. we both have a, a continuous income. Um, I don't know. I, I will definitely agree to your point about like that's been presented in the moment that a woman is going for that. And if she leaves, then she's the gold digger. I think it's unfortunate that the gold digger gets tied to black women specifically. It definitely um, tied to black women. And I lot. think somebody made a really good point. I, I don't know who this white woman was, but she was super flashy. Um, and she was like saying, yeah, I married a rich husband. And so she was proud of that. And people were like, oh, this is goals. And then if a black woman does, oh, she a gold digger. She only got that because of her husband or whatever. And, and I don't know if you guys know who Aisha Selden is. Mm -hmm. But Aisha Selden is a wealthy black woman on Twitter. Yes. Go ahead. Have you seen this? You told me about it. But no, so she's constantly... So there, was a lot, there are a lot of articles being written about her because she's doing well. She has built a real estate... A multi-million dollar real estate empire. Mm -hmm. Single black woman. She is getting so much hate from black men. They're saying either you got a drug dealer boyfriend or when that's why you ain't got no husband or when are you ever going to get a husband? She like, at this mm -hmm. point, this is self-hate, baby. And she's like, you need to go work on that. I'm not about to degrade you as a black man because mm -hmm. you're coming at me like that. But what where does that come from? Same damn thing. It's not a competition. It comes from still the ideal that these white men put in our heads a long time ago that if... A woman is independent if she is assertive, 
and she can take care of herself, she must be a ball buster. Mm. That is a. It said black men were concerned that women, black women, were becoming too assertive and the men. I can never say that word. Domineering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Domineering. That's interesting. We were not made to like be your child. I'm not you like they, mm -hmm. they they act like that the wife is supposed to be yes a child yeah. a black woman because, being a wife to a black man because means that I'm your child because where else are they getting power exactly exactly I think Bill Hooks even hit on that and said that how come like the route to true manhood is mm. through the subordination of women yes. why is that the only way that you achieve manhood and I think that we all need to look at that men and women and say why is it that we feel like I have to be subservient in order for him to have his manhood yeah. or for men? Why do I need my wife to be subservient and dependent on me mm -hmm. in order for me to feel like a man? And, and, and I was having a conversation with a black man and as he was talking about black men and black women, he specifically talked about black women in regards to their weight and black men in regards to their money. Of mm. course that is because, again, so you don't see the whole internalized right. BS. Oh, 100%. Because that's, a, a, again, all from back in the day. What can you, what can you look like as a woman? Because you really just need to be looked at and not heard. Right. 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 And men, all that matters about you is how much you can or cannot provide. Which I is feel also sorry false. for men who feel like that is the only thing that makes them a man. Yeah, that's a lot of pressure for both sides. It is, but I feel like the pressure is still coming from them not unlearning it. Yes. Mm -hmm. They're not it's unlearning pressure. it. Yes. No, and they need to because it's unfortunate you're really doing yourself a disservice when you put yourself in that box and this becomes your only value yeah. i know i'm everybody trying to relearn and unenforce the fact that this is what makes you whole and this is the reason why we need you they're passively reading though people reading all these self-help books they're not really understanding what they're reading they just reading to say they read it <laughs> They're not reading it. Mm -hmm. They're not really reading it because we went still. We we still in the same situation. Cycle. So I think that when we talk about like the self, like the growth and you know evolving, people see that I read this self help book mm -hmm. and they think that that's it. Yeah, no. This is me evolved. I read this book. I've learned these two things about me. I am now evolved. It's so much deeper than that. It absolutely is. It really is. You really got to go into spaces that you're not comfortable going right and people don't do that if we did that we realized that this gap between us this this toxicity in our race was given to us yeah and people like to say of course we're breaking you know ancestral curses and then my client or some one of my clients was telling me like i don't even like that word like my ancestors gave me way more than fucking curses i'm like you know what you're right that's a good point she like they gave me way more than curses we got cycles we need to break but that them that toxicity came from white people. Mm -hmm. They taught us this, and then we kept it going years after years. So yep. then it became our responsibility to unlearn this shit. But yep. we don't even know where it came from, right? And we don't think, and we have adopted it so deeply into our psyche that we think that that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is now the new ideal. This is the goal. Like you have adopted it, you don't even know. Yeah, it's become your own thoughts, and they're not. It's actually pretty exhausting having conversations like this with other people that really don't get it because we they talk don't. about it all the time. It really is a matter of putting your ego aside. Like, where is the love in this conversation? Exactly. Like, exactly. why do we why do we constantly feel like we need to talk at no each other or, or say that 
I got it worse. Why do we got to, why does the debate have to start with that in the first place? Mm -hmm. I don't need, I see you, brother. Exactly. <laughs> you don't have to tell me that. Exactly. You don't have to tell me that. This is not a fight. I'm not trying to debate. Right. Exactly. Yeah, they don't see you. And then, and, and people don't like to talk about love. They think, and that's where we go wrong because we think love has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This ain't got nothing. To, yes, it's all about love. It, it always goes back to that. We want to, we want to normalize shame and hate. But we also love is so much stronger than both of those. Yes, and and we, we also we also That's idolize we isolation though. too. People really feel like, well, I went through it. I don't know. People give themselves a lot of credit in thinking that they're the only ones they going went through something, something, or that mm -hmm. they're so special that it only happens to them. I I want us to get to a point, and we're gonna probably reference bell hooks throughout the entire season. Finding love and community, we don't have that anymore. No, there's a constant comparison between who has it worse. There's so many think pieces on black women, black men. And at some point, can we just like mm -hmm. come together and really figure it out? Because what's really in the middle is white supremacy. It always has been. And it it's will continue in the middle. to be. It's right. at the top. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's at the bottom. And it's got us pointing fingers at each other. Yes. Blaming each other. You need to change. You need to change. How about we come together and have a conversation built right. on love and out of empathy and trying to understand instead of telling people what they need to do wrong. Like change right. or do different how about we just talk about ourselves, how we can have more insight and more empathy toward one another and understand one another a little bit better right. at our core versus this shit that has been shoved down our throats. Right. And, it's and about power. Oh, absolutely. The same power that white men have, black men won't. Mm -hmm. Yes. They do. And, and that's the main problem. And they problem. struggle with yes. that. Which is why us being assertive looks like we're the enemy. Mm -hmm. I think... And that should... That's... That's the problem. Mm -hmm. If you are preaching that women having an opinion and being assertive, which is not aggressive, which is really just vocalizing that you have needs. Mm -hmm. Which is you, human. Totally human. Totally acceptable. Still respectful. Still loving. No one is trying to degrade anyone. Just speaking to our needs. If you find that threatening to your manhood, something ain't right. No. Something is not right. And... and just like Black History Month, when we don't want to educate white people about Black History in Women's History Month, I don't want to educate men about women's history or the oppression of women. Men should be educating themselves about the oppression of women. You yeah. should know that there's mm -hmm. International Women's Day. That should mm -hmm. not be new information to you. Right. Like, they need to do the work and stop being lazy. We got to start demanding more from black men. I read a post and it says, black women, we got to stop uh, accepting just bare minimum is a sign of disrespect. Mm -hmm. Period. We you don't ask for nothing. Communication, love, and respect. And you don't get it, and you plead for it until you do get it. She's like, that's a sign of disrespect. Mm -hmm. But if you don't mm -hmm. do it, you might end up without a man or single because they're not gonna get it right the first time. Yeah, so I'm right. sorry, like I had to tell my client in therapy as a black woman, you are gonna have to plead for the bare minimum. Unfortunately, you mm -hmm. just are. Yeah. It's heavy. It is heavy. And I would like to have a conversation with a black man. You know, just if, if they're open to it, just let's talk about it. They need to see us just like we need to see them. Right. I'm not, I, I understand that the black man's plight is not easy. Exactly. And I think that they don't see that we see that. I don't and know how the they don't see it. the problem is, again, I think because they just get defensive mm -hmm. and feel like we are somehow minimizing or trying to override their plight. And again, do the kind of... Well, me too, my uh, oppression Olympics, mine is bigger. And that's not the case. 
so I think if they were just to open up and try to see that no one is trying to come for you, no one is trying to diminish what your struggle is, we are literally just asking for you to see us yeah. as well. But it's almost as if black women were not also kidnapped from their homeland and brought to this country as slaves. Mm -hmm. yeah. They were right there. They don't see again. I they were right see. there. Yeah. They were picking cotton. They were doing like they doing black all women the men right work. There. I already know. Black women did the men work and the housework. Mm -hmm. So I mean, you, they did the manual labor and they did the domestic labor. They did it. Black women were right there, and they were right, right there constantly. Made to have babies constantly. Baby snatched from them. Constantly. They were literally valued because of what type of shape her body was in and how many babies she could bear. And that what bothers me when somebody want to have an opinion about a black woman's body. Yeah, no, that's why I, I'm... How dare you? You don't even tolerance. know where your ideology come from when you're thinking like that. My tolerance for that shit is... Zero to none. Really slim to none. Like... Yeah. How, how dare you? Look at how people have treated black women's bodies since the beginning of fucking time. They like, don't know their history. No, they don't. And people you got don't the know their history. The audacity. After people have treated... And you say you care for these women. You say you love these women. And people have commented on bodies like hers, her whole... Like, for all of history. And you got the audacity. Yeah. To tie it to her value. Yeah, it's way more to a woman than her body. A value, the one a woman's body weight should not be tied to her value as a woman, but it ever, is ever. And there are people who think that a woman should be ashamed of her body. That mm -hmm. is disgusting to me. I can't hardly like. It's just really disgusting to me. No, you need to. Sure, let's be healthy. But I'm going. If I can't love me at 315 pounds, how can I love me at 215 pounds? Exactly. It don't make no sense. Exactly. It doesn't make sense. It's, doesn't make sense at all. It's and the total opposite. I just I don't know. It's just it's so frustrating. I find, I'm finding myself getting a little emotional about it just because. Currently too. It's almost like we can't do nothing. No. And even and this is very minuscule compared to all the other things, but I'm gonna use 50 Cent as the example, or even Lil Wayne, as far as like really really idolizing exotic women mm -hmm. when these quote-unquote exotic women are trying to emulate black bodies black bodies black but beauty. it's more accepting and it's special on them but y'all don't see that that's literally what they're trying to be or trick daddy mm -hmm. white women uh making fried chicken y'all black women y'all better step y'all game up black what? bitches he mm -mm. did say that out mm -mm. I, Issa Rae said it best. Who is looking at Trick Daddy and saying, well, shit, Trick Daddy says something, so now black women got to step their game on. Nobody gives a fuck what y'all talking about. I don't even Truly. know what it is. Anyways, <laughs> I think that it, I'm, I'm definitely tired of the finger pointing. Yes. Oh, black women need to do this. They need to do that. They need to be more of this, more of that. Like, first off, just shut the fuck up. And you need to really be looking at what you can do differently. Right. Yeah. Black women are amazing. Black women have done a lot of work to overcome all of this internalized shit um black women have worked hard to love themselves hell yes. yeah in a world where people have kind of like made us hate ourselves yes and you literally out here mad got a fucking problem because lizzo love herself because she love herself if that ain't and the most toxic herself. shit toxic think about that if you out here hating on people because they are loving themselves you you got some fucking work to do 
And I understand, and I do understand a need to be healthy, but that ain't, that's not where y'all coming from. No, it's not. It's that's not where y'all coming so from. So if you coming at the, oh, I want you to be healthy, you full of shit because you don't give a fuck about what come back on her labs, what her blood sugar, like you don't give a fuck about none of that shit. You care about how she looks to you. Right. Because that makes you feel comfortable. Her body is not here to be appealing to you at all. That is internalized BS. And the whole masculine and feminine, the masculine and feminine roles, like a coworker told me that um, masculinity and femininity, like it's not gender specific. No, it's not. We we all got a a little bit of all of it in us. Mm -hmm. And so like, bro, y'all need to just really just go learn something like really learn something and apply it because when we do and i'm not sitting here we're not sitting here being high and mighty but i can say that i feel like we all try to walk in love yeah and when we walk in love that's me trying to hold people accountable like i demand more from black men yeah while also extending extending compassion and grace exactly Mm -hmm. way more than a lot are deserving truthfully of course um I extend grace and compassion to black men, but I'm at the point where, like, if you're in my life as a black man, I'm going to challenge your internalized misogyny. You're not getting away with it. I will challenge you. Yeah. And it's gotten to a point now where people's opinions really, I mean, I generally get disappointed pretty easily anyways. But when you have certain opinions where it's, like, directly affecting how you view women or people in general, now I got to back up. And now I got to take a step back because I'm not looking at you the same. I, exactly. I don't look at a lot of people the same. And also when you have opinions about just anything that's trending on social media that we're debating about, I see your childhood trauma spilling all over the place. You mm-hmm. have not healed. When you're yeah. responding to certain situations, if it's Megan the Stallions being shot by whoever she was shot by, Leslie Tory Lanez, if it's Kurt Franklin and his son, if it's D-Wade and his daughter, like your childhood trauma is Feeling all over the place just based off your responses to these issues you have yeah. not healed yeah and you know what i mean not everybody is gonna agree but there's certain yes. things that are pretty much black and white yes and i think conversations can be different if people will really just be open open like why are you holding on to this opinion so bad and you're not really that ready you can't to even challenge explore. right that you really don't want to explore but you really thought that you could just throw this out there and i wasn't supposed to just challenge mm-hmm. that I'm sorry, sir, ma'am. Right. <laughs> That's not going to fly with me. No. And it's so crazy because, like, I'm generally pretty patient and I can have conversations like these, but I'm going to say it in a way for you mm-hmm. to understand that what you just said was completely ignorant. I get worked up real quick. Worked up. Worked I up do, too. And we've had some conversations quick. and I'm like, wow. Yeah. I, I, I don't like walking away like, wow. Like, I get frustrated because I feel like you're just not trying to hear it. Yeah. Because I can sit here and I can listen and I can be quiet and I can validate and I can reflect everything that you just said to me. But then when it comes time for me mm. yeah. to give you my peace, you are no, 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 not like this, not like that. That lets me know you're not even open. They're you don't even open. have a growth mindset. You're not even. They're thinking they're right to learn because they're how you internalize this bullshit. Internalize yeah. bullshit, and so that so we spoke a little bit about just internalized BS coming from like whiteness in general. Yeah. And and generally it does, but also the media plays a role in these societal norms, especially oh, like with the the cosmetics industry and absolutely. the way that we value you know bodies Mm -hmm. and so we have so now we can't know now we can say okay we've gotten to the point where we understand 
you know, the root of this. What are we going to do differently? Mm. People are not doing anything differently. We're still, you know, blaming. We're still, like, getting mad at Lizzo for loving herself or just saying, like, oh, she's so brave or, you know, just saying she needs to cover up or something. It's just like, okay, we we, we decided that we're going to have a body positivity movement. Mm -hmm. People have a problem with that. Yeah, they do, which is kind of weird. It's very weird (laughs) to me because I'm like, who are y'all really to say? Like, there's Lizzo and then there's there's Chloe. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's her name, Chloe. Chloe who? Hallie and Chloe. Oh, Hallie, okay. Yeah, Haley? right. Haley. The twins. Are, the twins are not twins. Right. Yeah, I know. The twins Chloe, are not twins. Obviously, they're growing up. They're much older now, so now they're posting videos of them like going into their womanhood. Mm-hmm. And Chloe has been posting more things that are sexy, according to some. And what people really had a problem. With her really loving herself, I hate the fact that she even had to post a video explaining that this was not something that she was always confident in doing. This this girl was in tears, explaining her help, herself to people that really don't give a fuck. Yeah, but you know, the women have been, you know, just women are sexual, and so in in regards to entertainers, nobody ever bat an eye when Madonna no. or Britney Spears. Or uh, or who any other white mainstream artist is doing sexy stuff on stage, mm-hmm. but as soon as a black woman do it, it is a problem. Yeah, it's disgusting. You, you cannot police our bodies. You threatened by the black body. The but black they can body. rap about our bodies, but a woman can rap about her own body and her knees and what she wants done to her. Apparently not. That is that is that is like. I don't even think how they realize how stupid they sound. You really sound feel here sitting up here saying a woman should like well, she shut should. the fuck up and be quiet and put some clothes on. Right. Like it's fucking But you want to rape us. Right. But you don't want us to talk about how much like what make it make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's, no, none of it makes sense. It's just all. really exhausting, child, and it is It is, and that's why breaks from social media will do your mental health some good because these opinions that I see is really like wow. I really gotta remove myself from this BS because it's all rooted in misogyny. Oh, absolutely! And it, and it shows up on social media because you know this question is where do you see this showing up on social media? That's where my frustration comes from because if I wasn't on there, I wouldn't see it. Yes, and and, and so I think on Twitter, which I I only saw a glimpse of this when Lauren London a video went viral of her being pregnant or something but it was there actually no, there wasn't no video they didn't have no proof of that girl being pregnant somebody saw a picture but they didn't realize where it came from I didn't even know there was a picture I thought they really just this, this oh it just came out of thin air. air anyway about Lauren London being pregnant and so she had to go and just get this whole big speech I did not feel like she should have done this long mm-hmm. post she don't do Lauren London don't owe us anything in regards to her grief yeah. of her partner and people had mixed opinions about her moving on after Nip. She loved him. It's not even about moving on. It's about moving forward. It's not the same as forgetting. Right. Right. And also, she can do that. But Thank men you. had an opinion about it. They had, what did I put? They ignored her pain, but they wanted autonomy over her body and her life. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's still my, grieving. My, and y'all are talking about her loyalty to a man who's not even here anymore? First of all, can we talk about how y'all only knew Nipsey the rapper? Y'all really, people really felt like they have more of a pull on her grief or even Nipsey in general because they are a fan of his music. This was her boyfriend or fiance, the father of her children. It was the love of her life. The love of her life. Why do y'all feel the need 
to say anything at all. I'm not understanding. Mm -hmm. And the only reason we can get into it, the only reason why y'all care that much is because it was connected to a man. That's it. It's rooted when, in misogyny. Yes, mm -hmm. when Kodak Black was hella disrespectful to her. People only had an uproar because it was connected to Nip. It always goes back to misogyny. It really, he didn't say anything bad about Lauren. He just said, oh, now that Nipsey is gone, can I get my shot? He didn't call out her name or nothing. So it was disrespectful. They didn't even say the disrespect to Lauren London. They saw the disrespect to That's Nipsey. That's what I'm saying. Right. And again, you continuously ignore right. her, the Three. woman. The woman, exactly. She's supposed to be loyal. And, 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 her, and so her and Vanessa Bryant are going to have a hard time in general dating again because people are really gonna people are really gonna judge them for it because they see that they should be loyal to these black men and that's based off of people it's not disloyalty it's though. not disloyalty it's not. at it's all such an unhealthy obsession with that this. is rooted in misogyny oh absolutely people want these women to never date again it's all still trying to control the woman in the yes. woman's body like exactly it's internalized bs and y'all need to go work on it yeah but grief is also Please very do. complex and so I just don't, even when Vanessa Bryant specifically asked NBA to not do anything for, I think it was the one year anniversary of their death. And she said, please do not do anything for Kobe. And people were upset about it. How are you more mad than his wife? <laughs> his wife, you knew an incredibly talented basketball player. That's the only part of your life you get to get to have. I agree. It's, I, don't, I just don't like it at all. But in regards to their grief and in regards to them being young women, I'm saying, like, they deserve to move forward if they want to. Way. In whatever right. way they want to without being judged. And that judgment comes from misogyny and patriarchy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's also pretty evident that people don't know what growth is. People no. are very stagnant emotionally. And so I think for them, it's like, how dare you move on? How dare you heal? Nobody's ever questioned whether or not a man should move. They, again, if his wife dies. I already expected, girl. <laughs> Nobody no. ever says, oh, you know, a man should not date again if a, if he becomes, uh, what is it, a widower or something? Widow. Widow. Wait, what is it? But that's also just the same way that they think that Widow. women should stay in abusive, toxic relationships. Yes. Again, you not seeing women as... Full human beings. You don't want nobody to do that shit to you. See you as less of a person, not a full human being. Women are full beings. They fully human. If they need to move on, they can move on. Like, But moving on is a, not forgetting. Thank you. In regards to grief and losing a partner. Thank you. We can't just... We can't... Lauren London's love for Nipsey Hussle is not going to decrease or devalue if she dates again right but also her love is hers it's just that <laughs> hers right we have no reason to like try to make this woman feel bad she should not have to put these statements out so y'all can leave her alone i mm -hmm. find that very disgusting that people even it's weird have it's this weird. internalized fucking bullshit as opinion about her <laughs> it's so rooted in misogyny they don't even get it no it's it's very weird and odd. I want people to really. You can't navigate your life unless a man tell you how. And exactly. now he's going. So now we taking over. And now we are telling exactly. you what you can and cannot do with your life. Nah. And nah. if you actually listen to Nipsey Hussle music, he probably will be okay with her moving. Thank you. Forward, it's not the same as forgetting. However, he probably respect her as a human being and thought that okay, you in your own right can do whatever the fuck you want to do, whether that be move on or not. Yeah. Right. I trust you with that decision. You a full ass adult human being. 
she knew what they shared she knew what they shared and so yeah and even her statement was real like y'all got me fucked up it's pretty much she shouldn't even have to keep doing that i know i know it's always something people just need to let her be and so it's all connected to internalized bs that we have embedded in our psyches and that's just an example of it and how it shows up on show on on social media Mm -hmm. but they ain't even thinking about it like they're just thinking about oh nip with my dude you can't do that that's stupid you don't even know him personally bro it's such a basic line of thinking though like well, there you go. Yes, it is. But social media will show up in ways and just really just y'all. It just shows up like man. I know people say social media like um is so dangerous or something like. But it really just shows like oh my god. There's no this critical is, thinking. This is how you think. Yeah. Like what? I I have unfollowed a lot of people. Like well, not interested. It's it's mm-hmm. it's very it's very sad in in yes. my opinion. Um, I think we come. 100 steps forward only getting knocked 300 steps backwards i don't know but in order for us to grow as a race and as men and women are just and this is not even this is not even just um unique to black men and women it's just men and women in general like it is a gap between us but for our particular race in order for us to grow and bridge that gap we got the challenge to internalize bs that we have consumed for so long that we think is actual and factual right we just do yeah I'm I'm pretty thankful for being able to have conversations like like these with people who understand. It's it's a bit frustrating when you talk to people that don't get it. So people who don't get it, and it's I'm thankful for the safe spaces. And I would love for anybody to like challenge me if I'm ever going to a place that I would say that's toxic. Because to me, if you don't challenge the internalized BS. It's, it becomes toxic. And people say, well, that's the way it always been. It's always been toxic. That's why we're here to change it. Exactly. We, the cycle breakers, must change the toxicity. Right. What we're going to keep perpetuating this horde and horde for? It right. makes no sense. Exactly. It makes no sense at all. So I hope that this, you know, I hope this episode maybe pissed you off a little bit. I don't know. But I hope that it could challenge you to really do some work and like unlearn that misogyny, the misogynistic ideology that you probably got that you don't even know. And this is for men and women because yes. women can be misogynistic as well. Oh, absolutely. So with that being said, go love yourself. Go love yourself. Go love Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Sisters in Therapy. That is S-I-S-T-A-S in Therapy. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you listen to our show on. And give us a review. And as always, go love yourself.